Hi, I'm Leon Gorin, president of PEO Leadership, a peer-to-peer leadership advisory firm. We're an amazing community of CEOs, presidents, and senior executives. Ask yourself, are you learning as fast as the world is changing? It's time for Ontario business leaders to band together for counsel and support. It's time for you to tap into the business wisdom of our peer groups and unlock new ways to grow. I want you to come out of this COVID crisis a better leader and your organization ready for what's next. Take the first step at peo-leadership.com. Today on our Snippets podcast, I'm very excited to have Sarah Beach, Area President for Gallagher Canada. Sarah's been a member of PEO Leadership for more than 10 years, participating in a few different advisory boards and being a great contributor to the entire community. Sarah, it's great to have you with us today. Thanks, Leon. It's great to talk to you. So I'm going to kick it off right away. Uh, We're going to talk about change. We're going to talk about leadership because I know I admire your ability. I've known you for more than 10 years. (laughs) And it's always about leadership. Everything you do, you inspire, you engage, not just your the advisory boards that you participate in, but I know you do that within the organizations that you lead. So you're in there, obviously focused on the benefit side. I'm thinking, we'll take it back a step. In terms of us looking into companies today, and we're all worried about our people and ensuring that they can handle the change, that they stick with us, that they're inspired, engaged. And so one of the things that pops in my mind is sort of trying to identify what's important to people today. And maybe you can fact, even within your own organization, are those clients that you work with, um, what are people really worried about in their organization in terms of coming to work, what's inspiring, what's engaging, beyond even their immediate bosses? Um. So I think it's a great question. It's a really big question. So we'll try and tackle it um, in a few ways. Um, When it comes to people's, like the employee value proposition. So why do people join your company? Why do they stay at your company? And we talk about culture. Um, Often people, we jump very quickly to cash compensation or pay. What am I paid? But there's so much more and people on in most corporations, HR teams and throughout spend an an awful lot of time focused on how to design and create the best plans. So those may be your employee benefit plans, your retirement plans, vacation, um, flexibility uh, and work environment. So when we look at benefits as an example of this. I think during the last eight going into nine months, what organizations have really tried to do is make sure their programs that they invest in, people knew about them. People understood, do I have coverage for prescription drugs? Do I have coverage for mental health, which is one of the biggest emerging issues pre-COVID, let alone now that we have individuals at home dealing with children who are trying to study for school or daycare or being in the same environment with your spouse who you're both trying to get on the internet and work, um, or for all of your employees and staff that are alone and living in their 500-square-foot condo downtown, are you reaching them? And so most people, all of your clients, Leon, probably have great programs 
that a lot of people really weren't aware about. And so those are the kinds of things that people have really stepped up during the last seven to eight months to make sure people know what they have. You and I even talked yesterday and I asked you if you had your insurance company app loaded on your phone. There's an example. Most insurance companies have amazing um, web apps or, or websites where you can submit claims electronically, get your money directly deposited in your accounts, or even find out if you can sign up for virtual healthcare. Um, in the months of March and April, our clients really were looking, how do we help our employees get access to a doctor when they can't go to a doctor's office? And those are some of the advents of new and interesting benefits that are coming out and being accessible for people and people right. thriving with. Yeah. And I know you and I talked about this yesterday, right? And I was like blank face because I had no idea what either the plan was or even the communication piece. I, I knew the plan a little bit, but not the details. What are some of your clients doing in terms of communication? Like, how are they communicating it effectively today? Because it, it almost feels, I, I went and asked a couple of other people, right? And they're like blank faced as well. So are there some best practices to really leverage these benefit plans right now? Absolutely. Um, so I would say the best clients are really embracing technology. And so you, and you probably, you probably have many of our PO membership organizations have embraced technology from how do I get people hooked up to Zoom? How do I get people using, being able to email and access files and deliver work to our clients in a seamless manner? Well, the same holds true for communication. Um, and one of the biggest pieces on that is sending a Word document over email. No one's going to read it, but embracing um, the tools that you already have. So things like getting a really great communication out, explaining that our insurance company, where we have our health and dental um, here, they have these great apps. Here's how you load it. Here's what's on it. Everything from what I just described as access to virtual care, to submitting a claim, to even many of them have the ability. Mine, I can put in I live where I live within one kilometer of where I live. Where's the closest dentist? Is there a massage therapist? Is there a chiropractic clinic? And how are they rated? Are they expensive? Are they less expensive? Do people like them? Which I think as, as business people, we, we don't connect and click. We think it's a function of, well, it's out there. We have benefits, but we never really think about how do we use them? And there's so many advances in using them. So number one, I would for sure look into, do your, does your benefits program, the carrier that you're with, have an, a phone app or a web application that you can communicate to all of your staff and their spouses. Because often it's someone's spouse who may use it even more or their children than just your employee. So absolutely do that. I would also start thinking about explaining the value of the programs that you offer so that really think about 
benefits, retirement, vacation, and your pay as part of a whole total reward solution so that people are understanding that you're putting in an effort and working for you isn't just about your paycheck, but it's about all of the other things that provide the whole for individuals. How many of your companies are actually reviewing that? Not from a cost perspective, but reviewing it from I'm meeting the needs of our people on a regular basis. And, and how do they do it? Are they doing it through surveys or? Um, so there's a combination. One is, is, you know, if you look at the financial information, which you should always be reviewing, what, what am I spending and where am I spending it in my programs? You can actually discern and figure out where, where are people really using the, the plan? Um, and what are they using it for? So that's a, a starting point. Yeah. And many organizations who are looking at things decide, you know what, we're going to, in a controlled environment, survey our people. What are they really looking for? And when I say controlled, you can't do an open-ended survey because it's human nature. We're all going to put up our hands and say, absolutely, I want that, I want, I want that, and I want that. We don't have open wallets, especially not now. But I think what, what every company is trying to do is, are they spending money in the right place for the right things? Um, we had a client who did a survey at the beginning of last year. They were convinced they needed to overhaul their entire program. And when they got the information back, really, they tweaked a few things. They put some much more emphasis on mental health and access to mental health, but they didn't overhaul the program. So they saved themselves a lot of time, money, energy, um, but they did add a few nuances and they did spend more time communicating more effectively. So often we, we explain to people, here's what you have on your first day. When you're trying to set up your computer, you're trying to meet your new boss, you're trying to figure out who you work with, what your phone number is, how your mobile phone works. And then we say, oh, and here, here are your benefits. So if we think about it in a priority, that's the lowest on the list. And then you don't do anything more. So it's and nobody remembers. You're right. Nobody remembers any of that conversation, right? Not at all. And so you have I, I think there's a huge opportunity here. Like, and I, I come back to the whole change piece. There's so much going on. People talking about keeping their best people, attracting people. Um, and I think there's opportunities, benefits to actually do that. There was a case study with Costco that Rishad talks. He's actually going to speak to us on Thursday. Uh, where they work on the tiniest margins. And you'd think, okay, one of the first things I'm going to do is cut benefits. But in fact, they looked at it differently saying, what's the value prop to those great employees that we want? And they tinkered with it, improved it, and it drove huge customer satisfaction. Not just employee satisfaction, customer satisfaction, because they well, want to see it's ours. And absolutely, Leon, for sure. Because Sometimes we also reflect on ourselves and think, well, I don't really need benefits. I'm really healthy. I'm active. I don't take medication. But we've talked to some people, even young people in their 20s, who um, I remember working with someone. She was inflicted with asthma for her whole life. Her, it, the value of her coverage for her medication 
was worth more to her than her actual salary was. It was that valuable for, for her. That's great. And, that's, that's and, a great and story. I think we, we miss those stories um, and, and, and think about the healthy people. And often we look at benefits as a cost item as opposed to thinking about it as a, a protection from financial hardship for our people. Yeah, and keeping them engaged and inspired and motivated yeah. to continue to drive the best service they can. Sorry, I know we're running out of time and I don't want to miss this last question with you because I want to leverage your, your thinking here. But within your own organization, uh, everybody's talking about how do I keep the culture going, keep building it and maintaining it. Coming to you, what are you doing with your own people today? One thing that's maintaining and build, continue to build culture in your organization. I think I've tried to be really honest. I emailed everyone every week for the first 10 weeks. And it was about business. It was about my dog. It was about their dog. It was what people were doing. Um, And then I I kept it to kind of once a month. And my last email, I was really, really honest with people. And I said, you know what? There's days this is really hard for me. And I, I have to walk away from my computer, I have to walk away from work. Um, And I think that honesty, um, absolutely, you know, there's lots going on and you have to be the stabilizing force. But being, for me, it's work that I've been able to be really honest with people that I've had bad days too, and that's okay. Yeah, that, that is valuable. Thank you so much for that reminder. And thank you for joining us today and sharing your insights on all this stuff. Thanks um, for asking. If, oh, you're welcome. If you're interested in our live webcast, The Way Forward Live and or other snippets, please take a moment and visit us at po-leadership.com. You'll find on our website various pre-recorded webcasts, which include guests such as Professor Janice Stein, Harvard's Rosabeth Cantor, and Michael Beer, Ron Tite, Joe Jackman. Dr. Talia Varley, and the list goes on. And we deal with mental health, leadership, the world reset, government stimulus packages, and a host of others. Coming this fall, coming this month, actually, we've got Rob Chestnut, former legal counsel of Airbnb. And for those that are listening, I think many of you know Airbnb is going to go public in the next, who knows, 60 to 90 days. And upcoming this Thursday, Rishad Tabakawala, the number one time recognized one of the world's marking legends on innovation. And finally, don't forget our upcoming conferences, November 18th and 19th, featuring Simon Sinek, Seth Godin, Susan Rice, and Dr. Robin Hanley Defoe. If you'd like to find out more about PO Leadership, please feel free to reach out directly to Kelly May, K-M-A-Y at poleadership.com. Thank you. Have a great day.